This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're chatting with lo-fi pop stars Whip Girl and Crackboy Mental, known by their powers combined as Whip Mental. She need honey in a rock before she take it off her waist. She need honey in a rock before I find out how she tastes. She need money, yeah. She want honey, yeah, yeah. She need money, yeah. And I'm money, yeah, yeah. She need honey in a rock before she take it off her waist. She need honey in a rock before I find out how she tastes. She need money, yeah. She want honey, yeah, yeah. She need money, yeah. And I'm money, yeah, yeah. Try to figure stank FaceTime the baby on the hoe And she tell me where to go oh, yeah. I'm not on the campus She invite me to the campus Wonder what she thank us If we on the campus yeah. I don't need a Uber She got skirt 20 miles Shawty likes to flex Girl she fucking with my style Shawty likes to party But she counting overtime And she made it clear She could never be mine Wanna take for dinner Meet my family on a Sunday, she prefer to take a trip and wake up in a Hyundai. Yeah, I don't wanna red light, but the baby got me winded, I be head tight. Yeah, think I bust a red light. Sirens in the near side. Yeah. Fucked up with my intuitions. I don't wanna sound needy. Baby, give me attention, cause you fill up all of my SD. Roll up, slow down the tempo. Tempo, if you wanna. We can do a tempo. We can do a tempo. She need honey in a rock before she take it off her waist. She need honey in a rock before I find out how she tastes. She need money, yeah. She want honey, yeah, yeah. She need money, yeah. And I'm money, yeah, yeah. She need honey in a rock before she take it off her waist. She need honey in a rock before I find out how she tastes. She need money, yeah. She want honey, yeah, yeah. She need money, yeah. And I'm money, yeah.
Outside of White P featuring Hollywood with Hunnids and Mankey, the boy wonder from County Clare. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie, as well as iTunes, Google Podcasts, and now Spotify, among other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath Bryan, and this week we're joined by Whip Girl and Crack Boy Mental by their powers combined, known as lo fi pop duo Whip Mental. Whip Girl, how's it going? Hi, Mike. Good. How are you? The can't complain at all now. Thanks a million for joining us. You've been really busy in recent times. You're currently kind of doing the interview circuit after releasing your first few videos online as a duo. How have you found the response to the vids? There's been a great response to the videos, yeah. I suppose my fans and Crackboy Mentals fans have been coming together to support our new venture together. We're two solo artists who are coming together to create something different and um, yeah it's been really well received but Whip Girl you've been making music for years you've been operating for years under the name Kalika making kind of broadly alternative influenced electronic music and rave maybe tell us how you came across uh, an interest in that kind of space of music and kind of how you came to bring that together with your first love which is dance so it's kind of a long story Um, I started out as a dancer big hip hop dancer big hip hop fan all my life and yeah, I trained professionally in dance over in the UK and after my training I moved down to London and got into punk and metal music so I put my first band together and that was called Venefica um, so I was doing all the kind of London scene all the kind of rock pubs and stuff fronting that band and then after that I fronted a melodic metal band from Manchester so I toured up and down the UK and played Bloodstock I don't know if you've heard of that yeah Bloodstock the big metal festival yeah that was actually my first gig with them I played to like 900 people on my first gig with Liquid Sky my second band and yeah I did that for a couple of years and then I put together kind of a pop rock band after that and I had um, a character called Wicked Wendy that was my name and I was kind of like an evil doll that was my persona when I was doing Wicked Wendy and then after that I decided to go solo and do the Kalika album and I reinvented myself as Kalika then But that's a bit of a mad uh, transition to be kind of going from I suppose a background in what is a very established form of dancing in hip hop dancing you know, distinct from the musical art form itself, which is maybe constantly changing, out to working in metal. And especially because, I suppose, getting into metal is associated a lot with kind of, you know, the teenage phase, quote-unquote. Like, what was the transition like between art forms for you before kind of eventually settling on Um, what you've done? Well, as a kid, I grew up basically doing musical theatre. So before I got into hip-hop dance, I was doing all forms of dance and um, into singings from musicals and things. So at college we did, you know, a lot of stuff for musicals and I've always been interested in the kind of over-the-top emotional kind of things. So I didn't feel that was a big transition from musical theatre into metal. Yeah, It's like very similar to me in my head. Um, and all the while I was doing the punk rock metal bands, I was still like dancing hip-hop as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's kind of a full circle, I suppose, because hip-hop is kind of my roots. And now I've gone full circle and here I am involved in hip-hop music after like being such a fan for years as well. So, yeah, it's all one to me. I don't really like to box myself in. And even with Kalika, I had elements of metal and hip-hop as well yeah. in the beats and things. So, yeah, I'm just into concepts and just visual and just entertaining the audience. Coming back to Cork to pursue Kalika... On a full-time basis, you yeah. ended up recording an EP and an album. Yeah, well, uh, basically, when I was in the bands, you see, I just wrote the lyrics and the melodies and the musicians would write the chords. So when I did Kalika, I wanted much more control over my sound and I wanted mm. to tie my dance and my, vi- my interest in like being a visual artist together. Um, that was the whole concept with Kalika. So. And then going from you know being part of a unit and contributing one aspect of it to overseeing every aspect of control down to the aesthetic. And there was a lot of the theatrics um, of metal involved with Kalika as well, as you were mentioning. Kind of how did you find that 
transition on a creative basis, never mind a cultural basis? Um, well, it was great having more control over my sound because after being in three different bands over the years, every time we broke up, it was always creative differences because they would want to stick to, you know, pop rock or hard rock, punk rock, you know, metal, whatever. Mm. And I was always interested in just fusing different sounds together and not being stuck in a particular genre, just like creating something unique and something in its own lane. So I basically took up the guitar, started playing electric guitar and keyboard as well and just studying a bit of music theory just to get my head around how to actually create songs from scratch. And then I got Logic 9 on my Apple and basically just started teaching myself how to produce as well. We were having this conversation a couple of weeks ago with uh, Aileen Wallace, who we'll hear from momentarily, about people taking up theory at different stages in their lives after an amount of performance. Did you feel daunted by Um, approaching it? To be honest, I'm not really big into music theory at all. I just, you know, had no idea about chords or writing in a key and I'm kind of not too interested in that even to this day. I just know the basics and, you know, it's that it just, yeah, it's not that important to me. It's more the feeling of what I'm trying to put across and the sound and the style and just, the, yeah, I didn't really get too into the theory. I kind of find it a little bit boring, I suppose. And I'm an artist rather than a muso. Mm. And I think that's why myself and Crackboy Mental really clicked as well, because he's quite similar. Crackboy Mental's got quite the process, and we'll hear from him a little bit later on. But speaking of process, once you kind of overcome that hurdle with logic, post-production, creative, all of these other bits and pieces, you really had to kind of learn to kind of juggle all of these and keep these in the air yourself. Well, I wrote all the songs on the album, either on guitar or keyboard, and then I would sit down on Logic and put, you know, layer up the bass, or I would use drum drum loops, actually, because I didn't really know how to program drums from scratch. Mm. So I would use drum loops and then, you know, layer it up with bass strings. And then I had a friend of mine who actually lives in Switzerland who helped me to actually produce it to a professional standard then. Your debut album was marked by a launch gig uh, that saw you kind of take a theatrical edition of your show to the Firkin Crane Theatre, which was kind of your stamping grounds as a child, kind of learning your first dance steps. Kind of what was that whole process like, kind of transmuting something that had been in your head or on a logic file to stage with collaborators and what have you? Um, I suppose when I came up with the concept for Kalika, I always had the vision and the concept for the show in the back of my head as I was writing the songs as well. So I started in my head with like an end vision, how I wanted things to look on stage, and then I just kind of worked backwards. Um, so yeah, it was fantastic on the night to have like 250 people all from Cork mm. kind of turning up to support and a lot of my friends um, from the dance scene as well were, you know, showed up and they were partaking in the show and also in the audience as well and lots of musicians from different genres in fact a lot of hip-hop heads came along to the show as well even though there wasn't that much hip-hop in Kalika maybe some of the beats and things so it was mm. great to be supported by other artists as well around Cork. That's something that we've always been boosting in the show, you know, the fact that there's always been a great community spirit. So yeah, Red FM have always been big supporters of artists around Cork and years ago I sent in a demo for a competition for the Red FM Voice of Cork and I ended up winning it and um, opening up for Jesse J at Live at the Marquee. So Red FM have always kind of been there um, supporting in the background as well so that's great but now you're kind of balancing your twin loves of dance and education with music kind of maybe bring us into how you keep everything balanced Um, I suppose all my life I've always danced and I've been doing music for a good few years as well so I've just always done both and I I don't see them as separate things it's all one thing to me in my head so yeah I'll never stop dancing just absolutely love it and it's been fantastic to tie the dance and the music together because they were a little bit separate through the years because I was into you know the heavier style of music Mm. so yeah in the whip um in the whip mental videos as well we're tying in our spectacular dance moves myself and crack boy (laughs) mental so we'll talk about your uh, joint creative process a little bit later on but right now let's get to some tunes the two of you have collaborated on a playlist for us this week earlier on we heard from Outsider YP and Mankey and right now we have Fire and Water with Just Love so Fire and Water um, Thomas and Claude they actually came to my Kalika launch up in the Firkin Crane and um, last year at the Red FM Red on Red launch of your show I actually met them in person myself and Crackboy Mental were here at the launch and they came up and introduced themselves and um, handed me a CD 
So on the way home, myself and Crack Boy Mental threw on the CD and we were just bopping away in the car. So we took a little video of ourselves and sent it to them on Facebook as well. So they got a great kick out of that. Just love their vibe. Um, I just think they're really raw and kind of earthy sounding. And Tom's got a great voice and um, Cloda's fantastic as well. They just seem to work really well together. And yeah, we've just been playing their tunes in the car there over the last few months. So big shout out to them. You also have Aileen Wallace, a.k.a. Last Eden with Anna Mises. Yeah, she's fab. Um, just respect that woman quite a lot. Um, she's a badass boss bitch like myself. Um, and that pl- respect is mutual. She was playing Kalika on the podcast when she guested here with us a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, just she's great. She plays all different instruments and produces, teaches as well. And... Um, fuses the, the visual element together with what she does and yeah I just have a lot of respect for her she's a great great woman um, really down to earth and talented and yeah we'll get straight to it so this is Fire and Water with Just Love here on Red on Red She like the dress in sunshine, a smile so bright, a blind and keep on shining till the dark of night. She wake up in the morning to her favorite song, the loudest and the proudest she be singing along. Be living it up and getting it down to the little sound of our heartbeat. Spreading love and joy, illuminate through the people she meets. Sent her wondering what life is all about, it's learning to be happy from the inside out. And I don't care for So now really, really mean it Cause I don't care for hate no more Just love Why? Whoa. Oh, well, I sail across the ocean to see my girl I sail across the ocean and the entire world She said, no, no, you can't go, you gotta stay home I don't want you to sail on your own I said, turn on your lighthouse, la 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 Turn on your lighthouse, no, but not
Aileen Wallace with Anamesis here on Red on Red still joined in studio by the two-headed pop beast that is Whip Mental and joining us now in the heat of seat is the man himself uh, Crack Boy Mental one of many monikers that we could uh, apply to this man over the years but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on the moniker I want to talk about right now is um, a man that was uh, unfortunately killed off by a lot of unwanted attention. People know you by a certain name. I know it's going to introduce to your work at a very early stage when you were going by the name Dude with Swag. Yeah. A video came on my newsfeed. Was it Naive Ted or the Rubber Bandit shared it? And it was for Looking to the Sky. I think it would have been Naive Ted. Or... Yeah, Ted would have shared that. And, you know... Initially, you know, aside from the initial laughter of kind of over, looking at something that's kind of so lo-fi to the point where like this lad clearly isn't taking himself all that seriously, there was a lot of sarcasm in the lyrics. There was a lot of kind of that really kind of dry humor, um, yeah. and I really wanted to check out that EP as a result. And to, to, to my complete uh, bafflement, that there was an EP of Irish hip hop rendered completely in falsetto, but like that, that kind of a move, like you can't help but like get attention or really get into somebody that is just willing to be so all the way out there as to present us with something like that so I suppose first question is how did Do The Swag come about what was your kind of experience with beat making and I don't know really I suppose I was producing beats for like two years and send them off to rappers and sometimes they'd rap on them and sometimes they wouldn't and I don't know I just felt like maybe Irish hip hop needed something a little bit different you know Someone that doesn't take themselves all the way serious, but you know, just just somebody bringing something new. So, how'd you get into beat making in the first place? Um, don't know really. I was kind of really into old school hip hop, you know, from the nineties to boom back. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to learn how to do that. So like, I just bought a keyboard online and uh, got Ableton. But in the end, I just kind of ended up using FL Studio because Ableton is just too slow process. Your style is so idiosyncratic. Like, did you grow up with musicians in the household or was it something that was kind of almost completely self-directed? Nah, I mean, my granny was like an opera singer, but that's about it. It's really just me, you know, like in school, I was always a messer. Like anybody that knows me, like knows I'm a bit out there and a bit different. So, you know, when I make music, that's going to be reflected in that. So. Doodle Swag was kind of your first moniker that you presented yourself as a rapper with, but there there's been plenty of those. I have like a rough compendium of different monikers that you've run over under the years. <laughs> but um, can you clarify the mystery of Pretty Lad Collins? Was that your your early uh, beat making name before all of this kicked off? I think that might have been like, uh, that might have been maybe the fourth or fifth name. I started off with Big Bang Cleary. <laughs> you know, Big Bang Theory. My yeah. surname Cleary, Big Bang Cleary. Then I went to... Might have been even it was Crown Rebel Kid was the project. I remember uh, Crown Rebel Kid, yeah. Then it changed to Crown Rebel Og, and then um, Young Era. Young, uh, think Dude with Swag was before Young yes, Era. Sorry, Dude with Swag, and then I think I, like when I was doing Dude with Swag, I went through a lot of other monikers as well. Mm. So I think Pretty Lad Collins might have like might have been him for a month. I can't remember what song I did. It was a. Uh, it's actually the first song after R.I.P. Leafy mixtape where I was pretty lad Collins which is available on the Dude with Swag archive yeah uh, I don't got none to do with that though just in case the guardian you know you see it a lot in hip hop where you know entire catalogues would have been deleted by the artist for one reason or another and then you see with other kind of lo-fi quote unquote cringe rappers I know that you've kind of outgrown that but that was a thing that was going around in in, in conjunction with your name like being interviewed by people like yeah. Space Girl Jemmy uh, people like Jaywalk etc have their entire discogs kind of maintained by a loyal fan base who keep putting them up on whatever platform yeah. that they can find but it's kind of interesting to see the kind of tenets of lo-fi hip-hop cringe hop etc kind of being kept in a Corkonian context you know your first impact online the kind of first really kind of splash that you would have made would have been with an online audience in that you yeah. kind of took on so many different kind of American tropes regarding modern hip hop you know lo-fi production obviously is always going to find a wider audience in the last couple of years but also things like disses on people from out of nowhere apropos of nothing like the Slim Jesus diss that kind of maybe got your, your first kind of uh, breath of attention from American online browsers maybe kind of talk a little bit about what it was like kind of getting people's hackles up online the process of doing so and how this all led to things like online beef YouTube beef and etc yeah well I just kind of 
found a way to kind of get people to come to my channel and to kind of annoy people, you know, it's kind of that whole case of all publicity is good publicity, so, you know, I was just commenting on people's YouTube videos like a Drake or a, you know, whoever, Kanye West, I'd be like, this artist is rubbish, and I'd say, <laughs> I hate him so much that I made a diss video on him. And then, like, I might get five fake accounts just like that comment. And then, like, before you know it, I might have a hundred likes, <laughs> like a hundred comments saying, oh, you know, screw you or whatever. And then they'd watch the video. And then, you know, some people some people who'd get it and like it, they'd stay. And then the others would just, you know, leave a mean comment and dislike and never come back. How did gaming YouTuber Leafy catch wind of you? Um, I think I might have had a fake Twitter account or something and I might have like sent it to Leafy and been like oh my god look at this cringy video and maybe like I might have done that with two or three accounts and somehow he came upon it anyway and uh, did a video on it and actually did two videos on it because then once he did the first video I did a diss video for him so then he reacted to that as well Cultural Nuance is quite a thing in that it's very weird to think about these American YouTubers with all of the polish that they have and the worldwide followings they have getting up scuttled by some lad from Cork City uh, flexing on them for no real reason really and reacting to it how did you find that whole experience that kind of first brush with virality before everything else happened locally I guess uh, I kind of knew I was going to get that so you know when when people were kind of checking out the videos or the big YouTubers were kind of reacting to it to me it was just like yeah I kind of knew this was going to happen because you know I just I was kind of out there and stuff and I could see that like I don't know something about me just like made people react either they'd love me or really hate me and I don't know I knew that like once he reacted to that video like loads of people would come and either be fans or hate and Luckily for myself, I've got thick skin, so, you know, the hate doesn't really mean much to me, but it's good to get the fans out of stuff. It's a good thing you were able to kind of develop a thick skin because once you turned your attention to the Cork scene, the haters were going to start queuing up thick and fast. Oscar Benso comes on the scene and joins what could be referred to really as the Sleepy Boys gang universe and drops Polo's His Life, Mm -hmm. uh, which kind of plays on a personal running gag of yours for the last number of years your affinity for polo mints the the tune polo's life needs no introduction it went viral there was it last year or two years ago and really caught a lot of people's different attention what is it about polos i don't know i mean to be honest i really liked polos back then but i'm more of a mentos fella nowadays but crack boy mentos where <laughs> yeah but i don't know it's just i suppose just talk who's ever made a song about polo mints and then I had a beat I made and I was like, this is quite a smooth beat. And then I was like, oh, what could I, what kind of hook could I add to this? And I was, I suppose, just looked at a pack of polos and went from there. I'd already made a song about polos back when I was the previous moniker called, uh, what was that called? Polo Man. Yeah, you had Rob Kelly do a version of it with you as well. Yeah, he opted on the remix, shout to him. And uh, yeah, so when I was like because the other moniker got taken down for the reasons it got taken down I knew I had to come back but I had to be kind of more PG so then Oscar Benz was like the other extreme like you could call the you know the DWS kind of stuff uh, you could call that kind of edgelord kind of stuff the Attitude Era as opposed to the PG Era but how did you find the local response then to Polo's his life? Uh, like a lot of people loved it you know um you know, some people are just, I don't know, they have it in their head that everything that comes out of this country has to be real. You know, it has to have political meaning. You know, I don't have anything against that kind of music or whatever, but it's never been what I've been about. You know, it's I've always just been somebody that, I suppose, instead of putting all my grievances or whatever in my life into music I kind of use music as an escape and have fun a lot of people reacted fondly to it you know even a lot of serious artists are kind of they like my stuff kind of a similar reaction to the previous moniker stuff the same people would like it the same people would hate definitely got like a lot of people in Ireland for the first time into my music but I mean like it's easy to see where something like an Oscar Benso would fit in much in the same way as, you know, the same way like the Rubber Bandits would have fit into Irish hip-hop maybe 10 years ago where they were kind of holding a mirror 
to the arch seriousness of the whole thing. Whereas with Dude Swag, it was a little bit more sophisticated. It was a little less overt. There was maybe less to take the outright piss out of and more to just kind of gently subvert away at. And you now find yourself kind of almost moving away from the kind of lo-fi boom-bap sound that you were at and arriving at Crack Boy Mental. Um, what has it been like kind of creating a whole body of work with different monikers? Are they all in the same universe? Are they all in the same timeline? Or do they all dif- occupy different spaces and different mythologies? They all have kind of different characters. Like I said earlier, the previous moniker that I don't mention. That was kind of Edgelard, maybe content. And then Oscar Benzo was kind of pure and kind of gentle and... You know, he wouldn't hurt a fly. And then Young Gowl was just like, you know, one of the boys. And then, uh, you know, Millish was kind of, he was a bit more like dude with swag maybe. And he was a bit edgy, like the photo shoot and stuff. Mm. And then Crack Boy Mental, I guess. It's, it's just, he's a bit he's a bit mental and he likes to banter. And, you know, I suppose it's, it's kind of higher quality music I'm putting out as well. It's just probably because Whip Girl is on it. When are we going to see the crossover storyline that finally brings all the timelines together? Ala the Avengers. I suppose like they're they're all cousins and brothers and stuff and you know, and Kalika dated Oscar Benzo back in the day, so that Do you know who doesn't get any attention, I find, in this whole universe? Who? Poor Sulk Boy. Yeah. Where's yeah. he at now? I just I don't know. I think he just fed up with life. I mean, he was already kinda of, the last bit of life was getting sucked out of him and uh, you know, that's when he was still making music, but well, it's uh, that's He's just in his room somewhere, probably crying about the world, looking at videos of trains or something. But uh, we're going to go back to some tunes. Uh, we got Blackheart with Neon Electric. Kalika's told me a lot about her. She's, uh, you know, it's good to see women in the scene getting involved in production. And you know, I've, I've, we've heard some of her stuff, and yeah, she's really talented. And yeah, you also got CP Kelleher. Yeah, and that's somebody that's been showing a lot of love to me. Um, uh, you know, he, he dropped a song called Batman and I liked it. I thought it was catchy and, you know, I liked that he's not, you know, one of them fellas that takes themselves 100% serious, but I just liked the thought the hit was catchy. But he's a serious renaissance man because I do see him posting in different groups, like in different interests around the place. I kind of, I'd say I was the first one in Cork that was really pushing a kind of universe around his music in the Sleepy Boys gang, you know. Mm. It kind of became a community in the end, like everyone, you know, there's people that are lifelong friends, people that have been in five-year relationships that met through, like, the Sleepy Boys gang The Facebook group that you ran, yeah. Yeah, which is weird because it's like, I was just making music and, you know, somehow people just got attached to the whole Sleepy Boys gang and wanted to be part of it and... That was a weird thing to watch unfold in real time, that group back in the day. Yeah. There was a Sleepy Boys gang group where you would post all your stuff pre-release and like all of these American lo-fi fans would get in and they'd get in the flap about it, but they'd also really vibe with it at the same time. Yeah. So that was really cool. And we'll talk a little bit further about the extended Sleepy Boys universe uh, a little bit later on, but we'll get straight to it first. This is Blackheart with Neon Electric here on Red on Red.
CP Kelleher here still joined in studio by two-headed lo-fi pop beast with mental lads you wrote and produced an EP together that you completed right after you got married and number one that came as a shock I thought a lot of that was online stunting until you drove past me on South Mal one day and whip girl uh, flashed the bling out the window at me um yeah first of all belated congratulations and second of all thank you how did that all come together the honeymoon and the wedding are... Well, we'll get to that a little bit later on because there's an artistic theme to the honeymoon. But, um, you know, like you'd kind of been in each other's kind of online circles beforehand and kind of had got talking. And Oscar Benso and Kalika had been a thing specifically. But uh, wit Mental, working together, kind of how did you start out with that? How did you kind of figure out each other's creative processes? Well, originally, you know, we were Mil Sean. And, you know, as she said... She, you've always kind of loved hip-hop as well, so, you know, you felt at home as well when we did do a hip-hop EP. Like, for me, I've never really been into metal or hard rock, or you know, and so it kind of wouldn't make sense for me to be doing that, but you, you've kind of got as fond of an interest in hip-hop as I do. Yeah, I'm as much into hip-hop as I would be into the metal stuff, I suppose, yeah. Working together as Mil Sean, uh, that was kind of a less refined there's a candy pun for you um, version of what you were doing with Whip Mental but writing and recording um, the EP together as Whip Mental kind of what was the thought process heading into it was there this direction of creating something maybe a little bit more focused than um, than had been done before or what was the crack all I remember is we moved into an apartment together and that night you decided to shave off all your head and I think Crack Boy Mental was born that night. Which shaving was this now? Because it's been a few contrition shaves over the years. He just like shaved off all his hair to like a blade zero or something and I walked into the bathroom like holy shit what's going on in here? And Crack Boy Mental was born. I think really we got the sound. I just started producing beats and I was like look I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just going to make beats that feel natural. So I kind of went with a more kind of fast paced you know they Normally my stuff would be kind of, you could say, Southern American kind of trap influence. Yeah. But like, uh, these are all kind of faster. They're all in like the 120, 130 beats per minute, which is kind of different from what I'd usually do. So I just made beats like that, eight of them, and then we just went ahead, recorded songs and did the videos on the honeymoon. You recorded the videos for the Whitmental EP 
on honeymoon. First of all, how did you manage all of the logistics around getting to all these different cities? You know, some of it was found footage of you messing around the place. A lot of it then was kind of the choreography and aesthetic uh, associated with with mental. What an experience that must have been. Yeah, it was really good. Like, originally it was just going to be a trip around Europe just because... we were just kind of in the same place for, you know, the first six months of the marriage. So we just wanted to do something different and experience a bit of the world. So, yeah, we just I kind of one day I was like, hey, do you want to go travel Europe? And, you know, I was just booked Amsterdam. And then I was like, right, where's the cheapest airplane ticket from Amsterdam on this state? Oh, it's to Berlin. Then I was like, from Berlin. Uh, they're kind of all dear so then we got a train from Berlin to Prague and then from Prague to Budapest from Budapest then I was still looking at what was the cheapest plane ticket from Budapest to Rome and from Rome to Barcelona and then from Barcelona to Paris and to London and then back home and in terms of putting like the scenery together of just being outside the tourist landmarks Whip Girl how did you find getting those kind of bigger shots and kind of putting together uh, or getting even getting Crack Boy Mental to dance not that he needs much uh, persuasion to dance specifically. Yeah, he but. loves dancing. He's a great dancer. Um, it all just came together really organically, I suppose. Kind of in shock that we didn't like miss a plane or anything or didn't lose passports. Everything just kind of flowed. And yeah, we just did everything on the fly. We did the videos in like one day, just got up, threw on whatever clothes we felt like that day and just roamed around and just freestyled the whole thing. And it was super fun. But that's an unreal way to kind of take on a project like this. And your effort didn't go unnoticed. Blind by Boat Club, who had always been kind of vibing with Dude With Swag a little bit uh, on and off over the years, had taken notice of what you'd been doing with the Honeymoon videos and releasing them uh, as a staggered release. And we all know about his Twitter following. We all know about his podcast, etc. And, you know, was just kind of blown away by the specificity of the project and how you went about it. Yeah, I was really happy with it. You know, I'd have to shout out Rob Kelly because... Uh, he told me on Facebook that he actually sent it on to Blind Boy. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, I've talked to him a few times on Twitter. But, um, yeah, it was just, it's nice to see, you know, nice to get some recognition because I know a lot of people will say, oh, he's not a serious artist or whatever. But if you actually look at the amount of music I've put out over the years, like I've worked just as hard as anyone else in the scene and uh, as has Whip Girl, so... It's kind of nice to get recognition from, you know, someone big as well. You always see people working hard, you know, when you're interviewing them, you know, in various roles, etc. So, again, it was nice to kind of see it being kind of taken from another perspective outside of the local. Uh, Whip Girl, what were your thoughts on how that all kind of blew up? The Rubber Bandits, I think, have always been big fans of uh, Crack Boy Mental and Dude With Swag and his various personas through the years. So, yeah, it's great to get the recognition from... Uh, people like them and they've invited uh, Crack Boy onto their podcast at some stage as well so watch out for that in the future we're going to see Crack Boy Mental on stage at St. Luke's at some stage with Blind Boy Boat Club but um, working together and having the disparate influences that you have um, you kind of mentioned the creative process kind of being quick one person creating beats and the other one creating hooks or vice versa um, what was it like bringing those two disparate elements together and are you kind of happy with the, the lo-fi pop that the two of you have created almost yeah very happy you know and I guess you know what, what we kind of did is uh, just music that felt natural you know we're, we're both kind of into the same kind of music you know we're both kind of hook orientated even like when you were doing Kalika or whatever you can and you listen to it the songs are really hook orientated and mm. All my music, all the years, has kind of been hook-orientated, you know. And, uh, yeah, so it just worked, you know. And seems like a lot of people really liked it and really liked the videos. And I've seen, like, a good reaction on Twitter and Facebook. And, yes, yeah, it's been fun and good to see the reaction. It's interesting that you bring up hook play as, like, a common thing between the two of you because Kalika's music has always focused on massive hooks specifically, whereas yourself, your own hook play was always maybe a bit more subtle, as in, like, falling into boom-bap hip-hop, etc. It was almost a way of kind of mocking the repetitiveness of a lot of hooks that you would find elsewhere. Fishy people eating off of hooks, to paraphrase, Earl Sweatshirt. Um, one thing that comes to mind uh, for me is, I'm not sure which moniker of yours over the years released this, but We Be Dancing. Uh, really kind of stands out to me as like a perfect example of 
getting a point across on repetitiveness of hooks in a manner that doesn't take itself too seriously but also like is Russell on the DL like a bit of a bop by that same token yeah. um, but it's just interesting to kind of bring that together then as a as a, as a common body of work but aside from working together kind of what's the plan for ye in terms of operating a solo artist has this collaboration kind of changed what you'll be doing off on your own again or what's the crack I think we'll always be solo artists and have our own solo projects going on and yeah we're very excited to do our next EP as well we've loads of ideas flowing for that so we'll always do both definitely Savage we'll get straight back to some tunes there from yourselves Whip Girl we got some music from your former incarnation uh, Kalika with Kali um, so the track Kali it's one of my favourites off my album um, I was into a lot of chanting at the time and yeah I just fused in a Kundalini chant um, at the beginning of the track and yeah just started with the beat that's how I created that track just started with the the beat and the chant and then kind of built the layers up from there and at my live show then I had like four dancers as well fusing kind of eastern dance moves with hip-hop as well for that track so yeah, it was really well received and yeah, just one of my favourites off the album. So I hope people enjoy it. And uh, we have Mr. Wholesome himself, Oscar Benso, with Chocolate Apples. Uh, I seem to remember being present for the filming of this video, Crackboy Mental. Um, maybe take us through the creation of the tune a little bit. Her, I actually didn't produce this one, which is rare. I just heard this really kind of catchy beat and I was just thinking, you know, just coming up with a catchy hook like it don't really mean much. Chocolate apples, purple skies flying through the air like a butterfly but I just thought it was catchy and I like the tone I kind of did it into it's kind of something different from anything I've ever done before so yeah I enjoyed making that song and I enjoyed making the video too I remember it vaguely yeah you know kind of vaguely alright uh, we'll get straight to it so this is Kalika with Kali here on Red on Red
So with Chocolate Apples here on Red on Red, still joined in studio by Whip Mental. Lads, before we head away, uh, kind of what's in the future for the pair of you as an act and are there any kind of shameless plugs you want to give us before we head away? Uh, yeah, we're making an EP probably, maybe by May or something. And uh, yes, I'll probably be making songs here and there as Crack by Mental and you'll probably be making songs as Kalika or maybe an EP as Whip Girl or you know, whatever feels right. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd be working on an EP as Whip Girl and more Kalika stuff coming as well. And you never know what else we might come out with. Some surprises. Yeah. And what next for the extended Sleepy Boys universe? Well, I just hope everybody's still getting their eight hour sleep and living a healthy life and positive living. Everybody needs to transfer over to eight hour boys and uh, still get the eight hour sleep. Well, that's true because we already know what it is, lads. That's all from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much to Whip Mental for joining us this episode. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mike. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and now Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. So hit follow on Spotify to get this podcast delivered to you every Wednesday right in your feed as well as other podcasting platforms. Share it on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to tune in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Lads, you're leaving us with a collaborative tune of the two of years, Rendezvous. It's a song we made that we record a video to in Paris. It's a catchy one, a nice hook. Uh, yeah, check it out and check out the EP, The City People by Whip Mental. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it soon on Spotify. And you can find it on Datpiff. 
So, yeah. That piff. That's a real one, that is. This has been Red on Red, and we'll talk to you next week. How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood and get your pussy loose. How about a rendezvous? I love them things you do. Them boys, they say I'm off, but girl, I'm on with you. How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood and get your pussy loose. How about a rendezvous? I love them things you do. Them boys, they say I'm off. Fuck girl, I'm on with you I got some things to do I got no time for fools I just do what I do With men to be the crew Hey girl, you're very cool You're looking super cute I do not speak no French But I could still woo you I'm the baddest bitch in this town And crack boy mental, he don't play around You be my clad, I'll be your bonnie be your sugar, be my honey How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood And get your pussy loose How about a rendezvous? I love them things you do Them boys, they say I'm off But girl, I'm on with you How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood and get your pussy loose How about a rendezvous I love them things you do Them boys they say I'm off Fuck girl I'm on with you Just we in Paris Party party me and you ce soir Crack boy mental Voulez-vous coucher avec moi Take me to the Eiffel Tower Show me a good time Shop at Tiffany's Diamonds and pearls so fine I stay fresh from my head to my toes My style is so magical Life's a game of cards, you boys should fold Crack boy mental is the sham, that's my name How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood and get your pussy loose How about a rendezvous? I love them things you do Them boys they say I'm off Fuck girl, I'm on with you How about a rendezvous? How about just me and you? I'll get you in the mood And get your pussy loose How about a rendezvous? I love them things you do Them boys, they say I'm off Fuck girl, I'm on with you Red on Red